A stark class of wide receivers going into their contract years. Will they even show up without new deals? Denzel Ward gets paid in Cleveland and Matt Williamson's final mock draft of the 2022 season. All that and more coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BB Peacock at Williamson NFL. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day we're getting into Matt's final mock, or you got one more mock coming? No, that's it. It's the last one coming down the home stretch here. Yeah. The finale and the ultimate mock as well, which you might have heard on this Peacock and Williamson feed here, uh, that is 70 insiders and experts going through all the picks for every team through the first round and beyond. Uh, You can find that uh, everywhere that you find podcasts. It's on the Odyssey feed and it is on the Locked On NFL feed. And Matt and I had a fun time hosting that one, but we're going to get Matt's opinion. So we're going to get, we've got the ultimate mock that is everybody's opinion on the draft. We've got Matt Williamson's final mock today that is his opinion on the draft, but some news first, Matt, before we get into those picks. And uh, that is a couple of cornerback sightings that are that are a pretty big deal. The Cleveland Browns have signed Pro Bowl cornerback Denzel Ward to a five year, one hundred point five million dollar contract extension, 70 million guaranteed. And now we have the new highest paid corner in the NFL. Yeah, and he's a really good player and I got no problem keeping your own. Um, I didn't love the draft pick way back when when it happened, only because he's short, you know, I mean. Um, not that that's the end of the world, but he's been a really good player. I don't think I'd put him in the top five of corners, but not far off. Um, one thing that comes to mind, though, was, you know, the Browns trade for Amari Cooper's contract. They still have Mayfield. I've often talked about how they're the most expensive offense in the league. At least they were last year. I'm sure that's close to the case. You know, you add Deshaun Watson. Who's their cap guy? Whoever he is, man. I mean, he pulls money out of a hat. <laughs> they never have problems. You know, that draft, that was a Baker Mayfield draft. And they went, they went uh height challenged on both of those picks. Right. right. I never really thought oh. about that. Maybe I did, but I forgot about it. It's been a while. Yeah. You know what happens when it comes five. to the dr- when it comes to the draft, I forget other things. Like I'm glad I don't have to remember phone numbers anymore. Cause you, you put all these new <laughs> prospects into your brain and I, I forget other things like important things in my life. Like, Oh, like what was that guy's name that sat behind me in math class in high school? You know, it's those kind of things. Cause there's only so much room in this dome. Oh, you're a little younger than me. That dome. Yeah. The storage space only shrinks my man <laughs> only gets worse. Oh no. Uh, there's another corner signing in the league as well. And, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Finally, Stefan Gilmore found a home and Gilmore is signing with the Colts on a two year, $23 million contract. So it's not a bad deal, actually, for the Colts. If they're getting the guy who was still, you know, voted to a Pro Bowl last year and has still been playing at a pretty high level, even if maybe he's at the tail end of his career. Yeah, I thought he was quite good last year. And I really like this signing. You know, you get a little bit of a deal, in my opinion, as opposed to buying them the first week of free agency. I mean, when the price, I'm sure, would have been much more inflated. But instead of, 
Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Sin, who they shipped to the Raiders. Now you have Gilmore and all those guys are six foot or more long, similar types. And I'll take Gilmore over all of them. You know, I mean, I think he's still a number one corner. You turn Rocky Sin into Yannick Ndokwe to pair with Quiddy Pay. And, you know, people forget they, they drafted two defensive ends to start the draft last year. And I know they don't have a first round pick this year, but you also turned Wentz into Ryan. So I think those are three major upgrades, really. You know, I, I think the Colts are clearly a better team than they were last we saw them. And I know they don't have a first round pick, but they'll add some stuff. And I don't know if Desmond Ritter creeps into your mock draft later, Matt, but according to Albert Breer, the Colts uh, made the short drive to visit and work out Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter and a number of Bearcats receivers in Ohio. Uh, Albert says, interesting one, given that Indy's already moved up in the second round. Colts went from 47 to 42 in that swap with Washington. Now sitting at the 42nd pick, could Desmond Ritter be there? Uh, is the second round the place that they find their quarterback of the future to develop behind Matt Ryan in this class? Most people plug in a wide receiver for the Colts in the second round. Yeah, and again, they pretty much have a nice pile of picks outside the one. They still have their two, three, four, five, six. You know, and again, one, two of those are from Washington, so they moved up with those. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't object to it. If you could get Ritter there, I think that'd be phenomenal. A great landing spot for him to learn. But I kind of feel like that has to be a left tackle or a wide out. I mean, I think their passing game is a wide out away. You can wait one more year, I think, with Matt Ryan. I mean, you might right, get right. two years out of your quarterback this time if you're the Colts. I know it's been whatever, it's seven years in a row with seven new starting quarterbacks. Maybe they can get two years out of Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, too. I mean, next year you have a little more draft capital, and instead, and opposed to wasting two years of Ritter on the bench, you waste one year next year of a guy and then plug him in. You know, I think that might add up a little better for them. They might win that division. You know, they're a contender. Oh, absolutely. And they, I know yeah. they believe they are. Uh, how about this story? According to Adam Schefter, second round picks that include or former second round picks that include wide receivers, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin are not expected to participate in their teams on field or off field programs because they want new contracts at a time this offseason when wide receiver deals have exploded per league sources. And there's been some scrubbing of the 49ers from Debo Samuel's social media that happened Last week, created a little bit of a stir. He got some pushback from some fans, and then some knucklehead fans even going pretty overboard, being very unkind to Debo Samuel. He said he's cool with it, but not working out with the team at all and is not going to show up to anything that's not mandatory. Now we'll see what, what happens when things get mandatory and they start losing money with these players. But A.J. Brown has done the same now. He has scrubbed his social media from Tennessee, and he said on Twitter, quote, I'm a diva and a bad teammate all of a sudden laugh out loud okay do you want do what you have to do then and so will i so things getting a little bit chippy with these contract negotiations but it's only april matt and these deals usually get done in the summer or am i wrong yeah and it's kind of what i was thinking too is a few notes there is i feel like i talk about this too much but i really think the wide receiver landscape in the nfl is changing you know very drastically and there's been such a wealth of day two wide receivers that these guys deserve to get paid. You know, DK Metcalf's also in that conversation. 
and they don't have the same cards that a first round pick has. Cause I mean, a first round um, fifth year option is a nice bump for those guys. I mean, that keeps a lot of those guys happy for a year where these guys don't have that capability. So they're all kind of, it feels like they're unionizing, doesn't it? You know, like uh, yeah. <laughs> all of us said, all of us day two receivers need to band together. Yes. And some of these guys have the same agents and, or at least the same agencies with different agents within them. And I think it does feel a little bit organized, like, okay, we're going to do a social media strike and get out. But I think it was, you know, with Kyler Murray, it's not helping Kyler Murray to negotiate in public. It just makes, it just makes half the fan base mad at you. And those are the people that really matters. Look, I'm not going to, you know, stand for the billionaire owners. And I'm also not going to stand for the millionaire players. It's the fans that really are the ones that get the short end of the stick because now that beer is $14. You know, you go get a $14 beer and you're trying to buy an expensive jersey with uh, brown on the back for your kid. And it's like now the player's holding out and fighting for his and it's very public. And I know all this happens in negotiations all the time, but I just, I don't know if it really helps the teams or the players all that much to do it publicly but you know what it helps is the agents and I, I think that's really what's driving a lot of this and it's a little bit too early to be you know publicly doing things but you know showing up to OTAs not showing up to OTAs is something players have been doing for a long time and right. it, I, it's not it shouldn't be surprising at all that those guys aren't going to show up to things that they're not getting you know fined for yet yeah I mean next year at this time there'll be eight to ten guys that don't show up for OTAs either whether no matter what position they play um, you know, why not send them out if you can? They're, they are optional uh, to get at least, you know, shows the team that you're missed and that you're valuable. And, you know, old people like myself, I mean, I'm including my generation in this too, don't quite understand the scrubbing of the team from my Insta. You know, I mean, I don't know what that means. You know? I don't think so, it does anything. It might, <laughs> I don't think it does anything, but I don't from know. A, from a PR standpoint, it might just get more hits on your social. So maybe that is looked at as a win. Because people okay. then go look at it to see to verify what's on that bio and, and what's in the photos and things. People like but us talk about it. So, a, a GM's not going to be like, "Oh man, I'm going to give this guy 25 now instead of 22 and a half because he took <laughs> right, the name right. of the team out of his Twitter bio." Right. I mean, I, it's not like Deshaun Watson refusing to play for the Texans if you don't have Cardinals or Titans right. or whatever in your Insta anymore. I don't think. Absolutely. And it's, you know, they, they kind of have the hold ins now instead of the holdouts. It's really hard with the collective bargaining agreement for players to hold out. And so team, right. these guys are under contract still too. So, and they have a franchise tag next year. And so when things are voluntary, that's one thing, but if you start losing money and losing paychecks and getting fined, that's a different story altogether. And so we'll see if that ends up happening. I have a feeling some of these deals are going to get done before training camp, but I guess there's potential for trade. Is there one name of that list, you know, adding DK to the three we just talked about that you think actually could get traded? DK McLaurin Brown. And who was the last one? Debo. Debo. I think Debo is the least likely. I mean, I, I know he, you're close to that one. Too, I think you but. nailed the order. I think it's DK McLaurin. Brown, Debo, in order of likelihood that they would get traded. And I think it's yeah, below yeah. 50 for even DK Metcalf. Yeah, I think so, too. Again, these players don't have a lot of power in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, scrubbing Titans off your Instagram only go, no, it doesn't take you that far. Yeah, it doesn't go too far, <laughs> but it sounds like that's the April move. And we'll see what the, uh, the May, June and July moves are for these players. And I have a feeling in September, they'll all be suited up there in uh, weather they got a new contract or not. I keep coming back to the jets as the team that I think should be calling for all these players. Cause yes. they have the picks, you know, they got four picks in the top 40 or so. And 
It'd be great to add. They're going to add some receiver, but I think they would much rather add a veteran than a rookie for such a young quarterback. And they already have, according to reports, called on some of these or all of right, these right, right. players. Seems like so, everybody. Uh, we'll Tyreek see if as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see if Matt Williamson has a wide receiver going to the Jets ah. at either four or ten. Next, Matt Williamson's final mock draft for the 2022 NFL draft. Next. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. I've taken a multivitamin every morning 30 years. I mean, my whole life. And I'm very conscious of that sort of thing. And I heard about Athletic Greens, and I'm like, boy, if I add that with the multivitamin, I'm going to be in great shape. And I started a couple weeks ago, and... It's really been good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you, Athletic Greens has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that, you know, really get your day started right. And I absolutely think I have definitely more energy, more spunk. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. I mean, I just take one while I'm surfing the net in the morning to see what went on in the football world. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network, all one word. That, again, that's athleticgreens.com NFL Network slash NFL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let me tell you about betonline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info without question. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the start of Major League Baseball season, all that good stuff. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you're checking out the Ultimate Mock Draft with 70 insiders and hosts making picks for their teams. Odyssey experts insight from Jason Locke and Fora, Michael Irvin. Uh, and you want to check out the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Peacock and Williamson coming to that YouTube channel very soon and tons of draft coverage on the entire network. Your team is covered right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Matt Williamson's final mock draft. Hit me with it, Matt. What is your first selection? Jacksonville Jaguars. Is it edge? Is it offensive tackle? They going with the high upside in Trevon Walker or are they going with the safe pick in Aiden Hutchinson? It seems like it's down to two players. It sounds like for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I wonder if they've already made their decision. Yeah, it sure does. And uh, real quick note. I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, these guys know who they're taking. They might not yet. I mean, they got plenty of time to talk these things through and different scenarios. And if we take this guy, then what do we do in the third round? I mean, maybe not a first overall, but there's still a lot of discussions and fights within the war room going on and everyone making their cases. So don't think, you know, these teams know exactly what's going on yet. I went with Walker from Georgia, sort of in your honor, and I pat you on the back. You were the first one that suggested this yes. is even in, in play. <laughs> and then I think the Lions just run the card up for Hutchinson. 
Uh, I, I don't think Willis is at play at two. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think the Lions take the other one. Yeah, a little spoiler for my final mock draft is coming up and I'm working on it. It's going to be a two rounder, I think. And it's I'm, I feel like level heads are going to prevail in the end. And, and it's not going to be quarterback crazy. I just don't think it's the class for that. Even though yeah. there's some hype around all the different quarterbacks, I think in the end it might not go that way. So I'm with you. Yeah. Walker one, Aiden Hutchinson two. Uh, and and you've got Evan. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you've got Ev- uh, look, look, just real quick. And, and we're, we're going to run through this a little faster because we don't have a ton of time to go into each selection too in depth. But do you buy the idea that the Jaguars are leaking Trayvon Walker's name out there to try to get trade interest? Because I would think if that's the player they actually like, that they would be dangling Hutchinson's name because that would be the more likely player. I think that maybe the Texans or the lions would want to trade up to get at number one, right. Or maybe even the jets. I would think that if you were trying to trade that pick, you would be leaking Hutchinson's name before Walker's name. No, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're just saying it could be either because the lions will take the other one. So, Hey, you guys at three, four, five Texans, Jets, Giants, all of whom could use a pass rusher. If you're going to do it, you're going to settle for Thibodeau, which to me, I would not take that early. I would much rather have Hutchinson or Walker. I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of a last ditch effort to try to make something like that happen, but I don't know that anyone's biting on it, you know, and I think the Texans would have taken Walker or Hutchinson if available, but I haven't taken Evan Neal which to me is a very safe pick. You know, he may even be a guard next year, but eventually he's going to be a a high-end offensive lineman. How about this one? You mentioned those Jets picks, and they have a ton of picks. They have two picks early second round as well as their fourth and tenth overall selection. What about Jets, a team moving up? Just go get Trick. I think it's possible. Take four, package pick 38 with it, and go up and get Hutchinson at one. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars would jump all over that and go get the best pass rusher in this class and fix that position for yourself once and for all, unless you really like Thibodeau or one of these other edge rushers at, at four or 10. Yeah. I mean, I think the jets have come a long way that they can really get whoever they want. And it's not like the, it's not like Houston where boy, they need everything. The jets don't need everything anymore. They need a couple things and they need stars and they would be an ideal team. If you could turn those four picks into three picks, you like a little better, you know, and Hutchinson's a perfect example of that. I, I like it a lot. I mean, it fit in the Salah defense. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I think it's one of the last pieces they need there on defense. They right. need a piece in the secondary and they need an edge rusher and they could do both of those things and they could even trade up and still have enough picks to do those things in this draft mm-hmm. class. So they got, got nothing out of Lawson last year, but you put Hutchinson and Lawson yeah. together or whatever. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, that's yeah, a nice little combination nice. Yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evan Neal, three to the Texans, Sauce Gardner to the New York Jets at four, and Ikamek Wanu, offensive tackle out of North Carolina State, to the Giants at five. And Matt, now that I think about it, I didn't notice this at first. I think your first five now is the same as my first five was in our last mock draft. So oh, really? I'm glad you're okay. kind of coming around to the way I saw things. <laughs> yeah, at the time. right. Maybe we're rubbing off on each other a little much here, but I think there's a good chance they're the top five picks, you know, the top five players. I like that too. It just feels really solid. And I think part of putting Walker at number one makes the rest of it easier. Cause if you go Hutchinson at one, I think two through five get more difficult. Possibly if the lions have concerns about Walker, you know, they might yes. be just the, the, I think there's a chance the Jags and lions both are like, 
Hutchinson and Walker are both great, but take either one. And yeah, and if that's the case, then it doesn't change anything. But I, I right, wonder right, right. if one, if like there's a couple of teams that clearly somebody's really high on Trevon Walker, but there might be some teams that don't like him that much at all. So then that's where things get crazy. Does Walker go either one or like eight or something like that? Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm sure Thibodeau's in that way too. You know, I'm sure some people yes. aren't worried about some things and some people are. Um, where Hutchinson, I bet everybody has pretty much the same grade on him. Pick number six, the first quarterback off the board to the Carolina Panthers, and it is Malik Willis out of Liberty. Kayvon Thibodeau, seven to the New York Giants. They go offensive tackle and pass rusher. Then the Atlanta Falcons take the first wide receiver off the board, Drake London out of USC. Did you see enough from USC's pro day or Drake London's personal pro day? Cause he skipped the USC pro day to try to get ready. Still didn't run a 40 time. That worries right, me a right. little bit for a top 10 pick, Matt. I do too. I, I, I don't think any of these receivers are even as good as Waddle or Devonte Smith, to be honest with you, let alone a chase. I just think there's so many teams needy and you look at that Falcons wide receiver room right now. I think these guys are going to go. I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. There's the London's and Wilson's these guys and even Jamison Williams that they're going to fall off the board quickly. Um, at six, I, I think Carolina is going to take a quarterback. I would absolutely take cross in this situation and go sign Mayfield or Jimmy or something like that and live another day. But yeah. I, I think Carolina's going to take a quarterback. And it might be a situation where the, and it might be this way for the lions as well. What if the lions draft board is Hutchinson one Willis two or something like that. Then yeah, right, right, right. And for the Panthers, it might be their draft board is, you know, Equanu and Neil one, two, but then Willis three. And then if they can trade down crosses four, and so they could, you know, they could go either direction. And usually that doesn't mean the team is super into a quarterback because you have a quarterback at three, then that means you probably have a quarterback at one and be willing to take him over the tackles anyway. So that's where the pick six is going to probably be the first really big mesh point in this draft that, that changes the, the entirety of the first round. Yeah. I mean, as we said before, those first five names, I think probably will be the first five names. I don't know the order, you know, does someone prefer, Icky or Neil or, you know, uh, Walker versus Hutchinson. But at six, I think it starts to get really interesting. And I think they want to trade down. A lot of these teams, I think, might want to trade down. Seattle Seahawks included. They've been a trade down team in the past. And I don't know where to peg them as a team that's picking in the top 10 because they haven't really done it. But Jermaine, in a while, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Edge here, I think, would fit what the Seattle Seahawks like to do. Give them a little juice a defensive end. I like the fit for Garrett Wilson as well at 10 to the New York Jets. If they can't find a veteran free agent or a veteran wide receiver before the draft in mm -hmm. trade, then I wonder if that's when they do use one of those picks for, or especially pick 10 on a wide receiver and get in before the, the crazy run of wide receivers in this class. And, and Garrett Wilson, I think his speed is something they're looking for. And I think he's just kind of a do it all player and a nice fit there for the Jets. Yeah, yeah, and having already taken Sauce, I think that takes Stingley off the board for the Jets there, and Jermaine Johnson and Thibodeau just went, so the edges are kind of a drop-off. That will take the best receiver on the board, you know. To finish up the first half of the first round at 11, the Washington Commanders select Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. I think that's been the most common landing spot now for Kyle Hamilton, you know, post-combine and post-pro day workouts. Derek Stingley, very nice fit there. Uh, that's an easy selection for two the Vikes at 12. Right. If he's still on yeah. the board there, those are best player availables and needs for those two teams. You got Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington, going to the Texans at 13. Jordan Davis, 
tackle from Georgia to the Baltimore Ravens at 14. Jamison Williams, a third receiver off the board here at 15 to the Philadelphia Eagles and pick 16, the first of the Saints, two first round selections. Uh, ideal scenario for them as well. If Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Ole Miss, is still on the board at 16. Yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't bet that Cross gets to 16, but anyone that's done mocks, you realize it's imperfect. And, you know, when you watch the first round live, why is Cross falling? Well, I, I don't think – I think the Ravens would have adored Jordan Davis. I mean, Houston already took Neal, you know. I mean, I don't think the Eagles need him. So, we're not factoring in trades. You know, the Vikings just drafted a left tackle in the first round last year. So, I think the Saints would do cartwheels if Charles Cross is there at 16. Hold on. I'm just trying to pipe down Leo over here. Mm, I can't even hear him. So <laughs> he was starting to get a little uh, ornery there when, when, while you were talking. We're still good. Hey, Leo, go back in there just for a few more minutes. Okay. Thanks, dude. <laughs> All right. That's a perfect spot to make a little break here. All right. Coming up, the second half of the first round in Matt Williamson's final 2022 NFL mock draft next. I really love when things are made easy for me, like they are at Rock Auto. Dot com because I like to be a do-it-yourselfer with a lot of things in life, not the greatest when it comes to cars. It's amazing because you can find everything you need so easily. It's a no-nonsense website at rockauto.com. Find exactly what you need, know that the prices are going to be low, and they always reliably are. Was it a rough winter on your vehicle? You need some new wiper blades. You need uh, a new tail lamp. You need new tires. Whatever you need. Jumper cables, big parts, small parts, engine control modules, whatever those are. They have them at rockauto.com for your specific car or truck. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com not often can you say things like brownie batter and healthy snack in the same sentence and you can do that with built bar because built bars are a little bit of magic actually is what is i i don't even get it but low in calorie High in protein, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in fiber. It's exactly what you're looking for in a snack. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, real chocolate. Delicious, dark, beautiful, velvety. Not this brown-colored fake substance that you see sometimes. Replace all of your candy bars, all of those bad-for-you snacks, and all of your secret hiding spots at work, in the car, at home, in the pantry. Replace those with Built Bars. 130 calories in most Built Bars. 4 grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein, including Built Bar Puffs, which are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. New flavors going up all the time at Built.com. If you're not sure what flavor you want to try, grab a mixed box of Built Bars. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of that order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Matt's final mock, where are the quarterbacks? Really interesting what happens at 15 and 16 because those two teams, the Eagles and Saints, Matt, have picks coming up right away after that, and uh, especially with the Saints. So they go off offensive tackle, wide receiver, wide receiver, offensive tackle, because, you know, it, it could if you're the Saints or the Eagles, 
there could be three wide receivers gone by the time you pick again, right? So, or two wide receivers at least gone by the time you pick again. And so um, interesting how they attack that there. And you had wide receiver, the Eagles, offensive tackle of the Saints at 17, the Chargers that is, you know, sandwiched between those dual picks from those two teams go with Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, which makes that pick by the, the Saints look a little bit better because now there's no tackles left for them at 19, but would there have been if they went wide receiver, but no wide receivers went at, at 17 and 18 because wide receivers always gone, already gone too. So you, you talk yourself in circles doing these mock traps. And I feel like oh, I'm yeah. going crazy. Just uh, talking about that little scenario there with those two position groups, the Philadelphia Eagles go with Devin Lloyd linebacker from Utah at 18 and 19 with the second selection for the new Orleans saints, Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas, who's a really difficult player to place at this point in the process. It is. I, I don't think Cross and Penning can get past 16 and 17, and it works out perfect for those teams. Very convenient. But the one thing about this mock that I didn't love is the Eagles have picked 15 and 18, and they didn't take a big person. You know, they took a receiver and a linebacker. That's not very Eagles-like, but – I kind of wanted to get Lloyd in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. The linebackers are hard to slot, to be honest with you. I don't know if the Eagles would go outside their usual strategy or not, but they could sure use them. And I'm not the biggest Burks fan, you know, and I'm sure a lot of Saints fans and, frankly, Steelers fans at 20 are going, well, Kenny Pickett's still there. Of course you take Pickett. I'm still in the camp that um, wide receiver and tackle or what the Saints are after more so than quarterback. Interesting. And even if one falls, maybe they still pass. Right. That is an interesting scenario there for the New Orleans Saints. And we'll probably find that out at 16, even before 19, because if they are all about a quarterback and a quarterback, they pass on them at 16, then you kind of know what the score is there for the Saints. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, to pull back curtain here, I mean, Pickett gets past the Saints a second time at 19 and the Steelers at 20. I, I just don't know that he's a great prospect. Okay. The quarterback's falling on too. Matt's draft board. We've got Dax Hill, the safety out of Michigan. Dynamic I athlete love this guy. that can play everywhere going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Patriots going with another linebacker here and N'Kobe Dean, second linebacker off the board. And the Packers go wide receiver at 22, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. And I had a feeling you were going to go safety. Talking to you a lot about the Steelers, I feel like that's where you're landing at pick 20 for the Steelers. I think so. I think it really completes the defense. You could still bring back Terrell Edmonds. Um, safety and a third receiver to me are their biggest needs quarterback aside. And we do 9,000 Steeler mock drafts on, on my Steeler show. And the draft just ends up better top to bottom, in my opinion, when they go safety or receiver at the beginning and don't go quarterback. But hey, if Willis were there at 20, yes, I think that's a no brainer. Um, I just don't know the Kenny Pickett moves the needle enough for me. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. Teams move around for those quarterbacks. They wait for round two. Yeah. They wait for them to fall to the teams. That'll be a, a scenario to watch, obviously. And the quarterbacks are always, you know, one of the biggest storylines as it pertains to NFL drafts. Arizona Cardinals. I do have three going total, though. Just you know, a little teaser oh, there. So he's coming up. up. I mean, it heats a, up. And an unusual spot for him. Well, you didn't have him go into the Packers. That would really just that blow some yeah. minds. That would have been fun. Aaron uh, Rodgers Carl, would love that. <laughs> Dotson, wide receiver to the Green Bay Packers at 22. George Karloftis, edge rusher from Purdue to the Arizona Cardinals at 23. Zion Johnson to the Cowboys at 24. And the Buffalo Bills going Andrew Booth, cornerback from Clemson at 25. 
Dotson goes a little early. You know, I don't know that he's the 22nd best player in this draft, but receivers are flying off the board, and I don't think the Packers can wait till their second time. A team like Arizona or Dallas could grab him easily. Karloff, this replaces Chandler Jones. I think Dallas's O-line needs a shot in the arm with a first-round pick, but they could go several directions. And I think the Bills would be thrilled to get Booth. I mean, put him off opposite Tredavis White for a team that, like, lives in nickel. I mean, uh, I, I think corners are real – the biggest need for the Bills right now. My final mock draft is going to have trades, and I really feel like that something has to give with the wide receivers, too. I know we talk a lot about the quarterbacks and maneuvering, but – maybe trying to get in front of 15 and 16. So that 13 and 14th pick, I could see a team moving up there for a wide receiver in this class. And it might not be too cost preventative for some of these teams at the end of round one to do that. Uh, that yeah, that just you. feels like it almost has to happen at this point. Moving on to pick 26, Kenny Pickett off the board. Sleeper team for a quarterback here in the Titans. And Kenny Pickett falls to the Titans. And maybe somewhat like when the Packers drafted Jordan Love, and especially like actually much, much more like when the the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, right? They right, maybe right, right. didn't have the immediate need, but a quarterback fell to them in the, the mid-20s, and they thought, you know what? Let's get our quarterback of the future, even though we've got a guy that we can win with right now. Yeah, and I like Ryan Tannehill, but he ain't Brett Favre either. You know That's what I mean? True. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thought process, Titans fans, and I'm sure you're looking at it like, man, we should have taken a receiver or Kenyon Green or Linderbaum or, you know, whatever. I mean, there's things that they need. But I think the 26 pick in the draft is very worth going from a 34-year-old quarterback to a rookie quarterback. And I'm talking next year. Tannehill would be the starter this year. And then you hand it over to Pickett, presumably for the next decade. And what you gain by using the 26 pick on Pickett is – about 11 years of youth at the most important position on the team and well over $30 million in cap space to go get those other things you need. So I think that's logical. I mean, it's just an economics move. Oh, absolutely. And if you have that grade on a quarterback at 26, then you almost have to make that move and you're going to pass on a potential starting quarterback for a guard. No, and especially right, like, right, if it's right. Quentin Nelson, that's or a one number thing. two, you know, the eighth receiver off the board, or, <laughs> right. you know, right. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going defensive line with Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia at 27. Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan, the offensive tackle going 28 to the Green Bay Packers. And Kansas City Chiefs, the first of their two picks, Sky Moore, wide receiver from Western Michigan. I like this pick a lot. I like Sky Moore sneaking into the end of the the first round uh, if there is that run of wide receivers. And another interesting one here for the Chiefs, and this is a pick for the future, with as all these picks always are, but a little bit more so with this one, and snatching up David Ajabo, who would have gone much higher than 30. But with the torn Achilles, they grab a, a stud edge rusher. And this is how a team like the Kansas City Chiefs keeps costs down, drafting players that are expensive and keeping them on rookie contracts for the next four or five years while they've got you know a $50 million quarterback pretty soon. Yeah, I, I think Wyatt to the box is a in it to win it type of deal. You know, just give me somebody that can be an instant impact. I don't care if he's a little older. Um, I'm not certain that Raymond's going to be a first round pick, but they already went receiver, and that one didn't. I didn't love the fit. You know, in terms of value, I don't really um, dislike I, that one because yeah, when, they need it. Don't be surprised when 
offensive linemen, especially even project tackles, some edge rushers. We see it year after year. We always want to put all the wide receivers and fast guys in there and have fun with things. Teams like those, especially good teams are like, we want big people. All our first rounders are off the board anyway. Let's draft this offensive tackle. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see a little bit of a run on, you know, tackle five and six at the end of round one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be the Tulsa kid. It could be Raymond. I mean, there's there's certainly needs there. And I want to address the Ajabo thing super quick, too, is some of these teams, I mean, the Patriots, the Steelers, certainly the Chiefs, you know, Baltimore, you know, teams that are always picking in the 20s, they don't have they really don't ever have the opportunity to land a, a, a tier one edge pass rusher. They're just always gone immediately. And for the Chiefs, if you can get a Jabo for four years, even if he doesn't play a snap this year, I love that because they got a ton of picks this year too. They can burn one on a on a on a for a guy for another day. And he might be back for a playoff run. He might as be well. back for the playoffs, right? Right, right. And I still think Kansas City can win some games this year without a Jabo. To finish up round one, pick 31, the Cincinnati Bengals select Kyer Elam, corner out of Florida. Love the value, love the fit there for the Bengals at the end of round one. And QB three, as you hinted at, goes to the Detroit Lions at pick 32. And it is Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Uh, I'm starting to think about more and more of that 32 pick being uh, a quarterback for the Lions mm-hmm. or a team trying to creep up in front of them to get their quarterback at the end of round one in front of the Lions. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if 31's a quarterback and the Bengals go back five, six, seven spots and still get Elam or another one of these corners, Gordon from Washington, somebody like that, you know, so it, I, I think the end of the first round will be interesting for getting in that fifth year option type. And when it's all said and done, I think Ritter ends up as a first round pick. Although, you know, those fifth year options haven't worked out that great. There's, there's no. a couple of quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. right no, now right, that right. teams wish they didn't have that guaranteed fifth year option in Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, it's, it's, it, it you want it on draft day because you think the guy you pick is going to be wonderful, but they uh, not always are. That is Matt Williamson's final mock draft in 2022. If you want a different opinion, make sure you're checking out the ultimate mock draft going on right now on the Odyssey channel or the Locked On NFL channel on all of your favorite podcast platforms. It's a fantastic project going all week long that is hosted by me and Matt. So uh, if you like us and you like mock drafts, you're definitely going to want to check out the ultimate mock draft. And yes, it is ultimate with 70 different analysts involved in that project. Matt and I, We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen right here. Peacock and Williamson. Very nice. All right.